0: hello everyone and welcome in the beers and ears podcast is brought to you by magical memories by casey that's right your favorite podcast host that's me unless matt's your favorite podcast host i guess it could be both of us uh but i (laughs) am an authorized vacation planner and are you looking to plan your next disney trip hopefully not during the hurricane uh to the walt disney world resort disneyland universal orlando hollywood disney cruise line alani all those great places you can do it with me so planning with an authorized planner like with an earmarked agency like main street more and travel is uh cost you nothing extra but it does gain you years of experience with someone who has helped plenty of others plan their magical trips matt i've said this a couple times and i think we both agree that i often get asked when is the best time to plan your trip and what is the right answer
1: right now right yesterday
0: (laughs) yes it is never too early to start planning it is never too late to start planning the prime spot that i find is right around six months but honestly with on they don't do the the whole dining thing six months out anymore so really you can do it even earlier or a little bit later than that now it's not a big deal but right now is always the best time so Reach out to me, Casey Woolley. That's C A S E Y W O O L E Y at MainStreetMoreTravel.com dot com. You can also find the initial interest form at SorcererNetwork.com dot com as well, um, uh, or find me on Facebook at Facebook dot slash Magical Casey and. If you know any friends or family who are traveling, send them my way too. I will tell you, one of the benefits about going through a travel agency is when they have a hurricane down there, the travel agent has to do all the work to reschedule if necessary. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and, and,
1: some, uh, and some other things that we'll get into later in this episode. Yeah, but, you know, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: But anyway, definitely check it out. I would love to be able to help you plan your trip. I love doing it even before I started working for the travel agency. And here we are now. So anyway, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. I'm Casey.
1: And my name is Matt. Welcome into today's, uh, again, another interesting episode. One that <laughs> <Yeah>. we,
0: <laughs> we, were we, we literally weren't planning, were on, planning on doing this one at all. Um, Matt, we were planning on doing a uh, top 10 10- unique characters meet and greet but as I was starting to think through I'm like wait a second I've done this already and the reality was it really wasn't that I've done it so much already as in a lot of my photo spots were unique character meet and greets and we've done that episode already. Well and
1: I will say that in Disney World, because everything... You know, Disneyland, you get these walk-around characters. There's so many of these unique characters up and about. In Disney World, everything is very scheduled. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is where you can meet this character at this time. Really, the only time you get, like, unique character meet-and-greets would be if you go to some of the parties like Mickey's Not-So-Scary or the Very Merry Christmas Party. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, like, I mean, every so often it happens... But for the most part, you're pretty much just getting like here. Here's your, here's your people.
0: <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So we decided. You know what? Eh, this probably isn't like the 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 best episode since we've kind of already done that. So I said to Matt, I said, hey. Why don't we do kind of a topical episode? Uh, In case you don't realize, uh, for those of you in Florida or the South, you probably do realize this, but in case you don't realize, um, uh, Disney or uh, uh, Florida has a hurricane barreling towards it. It's actually right now a tropical storm, but it is set to become a hurricane here uh, probably by nightfall. uh, And The predictions right now, Hurricane Ian is set to strike somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico uh, beginning Tuesday through Thursday um, as a Category 4 storm. The problem is that no one knows where it's going to strike. It's got this cone of uncertainty that goes as far west as Mobile, Alabama, and as far east as like Fort Myers that it could strike. And, of course, Orlando being Central Florida – Uh, definitely is in a good portion of that cone of uncertainty. And so I told Matt, I said, let's do an episode on what happens if you're ever in a hurricane at Walt Disney World or if your trip is somewhat planned. Because for those of you who don't remember, I was supposed to take a trip and do a VIP tour this coming Friday uh, down there. And with the way things are looking right now, I don't know if that's going to happen. So uh, yeah, I thought that'd be a fun topic to talk about today.
1: Yeah, because honestly, as I did some research, now that I talked to some people about it, kind of just in the you know last minute that we did this, th- there's some pretty uh, huge myths that people have about Disney in a hurricane.
0: Yes, there uh, are. And,
1: and so this actually, I, as I was kind of doing a little bit of research, talking to a couple people, I was like, oh, this actually might be a good, informative podcast for yeah. people, because again, I think everyone has like this, Oh, well this, this can happen. Like the, one of the myths that, that I saw was out there was, Oh, they they deconstruct the castle
0: <laughs> that they bring it down. And it's like, no, 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 that is no. false. <laughs> but but the, the castle actually has been made and constructed to withstand hurricane force winds. That is, that is actually a truth. So yeah. I want to start, I actually want to start here for one second. Like, Because I think when you're down there and all the stuff that they do, we can go there in a minute. But if in the chance that like you are traveling this week, you might have some questions. So I just want to, as the travel agent, I want to give you guys a little bit of guidance because Disney does actually have an FAQ page on what to do. So here's what they say. What does it mean for my vacation plans if a hurricane warning is issued within seven days of my arrival date? Just so everyone knows, a hurricane warning has been issued, and if you're traveling within the next week, it's within seven days of your arrival date. So here's what Disney says. If a hurricane warning is issued by the National Hurricane Center for Orlando area or for your place of residence within seven days of your scheduled arrival date, you can call in advance to reschedule or cancel your Walt Disney World a hotel package, and most room-only reservations booked directly with Disney without any cancellation or change fees imposed by Disney. That whole booked directly with Disney thing is very important. If you booked with the travel agent, you would contact us, and then we would go about doing that for you.
1: Because you are, just to be clear, the the authorized Disney vacation planners, the magical vacation planners, they book through Disney, Correct. meaning you you're not subject to fees and charges for rescheduling.
0: Exactly. And and I'll tell you, the one that I did today was was one of my clients and it was a simple fix. We were able to go on. Now, granted, we could cancel it and there'd be no fees or sh- she wanted to just book it for a different time. So we booked out an additional week and then, and then she was able to shift it. Now, what's really important, though, I, and I want to call this out, if you had special offers during your original booking window and they're no longer available at For the new time, you don't get them. So like that Disney Plus subscription that was going on this week, unfortunately, people rebooking, they're not going to be able to take advantage of that. So that is something to be aware of. You don't get that discount. You're also not guaranteed to get the same resort accommodations. Just because you had, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge, you know, this week and you want to go in two weeks' time, doesn't mean Animal Kingdom Lodge is going to be available. All those people who were booked that week are now looking. So it may take a little bit of looking on your travel agent's part to try to figure out what's available. So, for example, my client was booked at Animal Kingdom Lodge. She had the 25% Disney Plus discount. I couldn't find anything in Animal Kingdom Lodge for a month and a half out. And even if I did, it wasn't the same resort accommodations she had. So we ended up doing Port Orleans French Quarter, which was roughly the same amount of money that she spent. Great accommodations. Maybe not as um, grandiose as, as Animal Kingdom Lodge, but if you've been to French Quarter, you know it's a nice resort, right? So just, just be aware of that, that, you know, the, Disney is great and they're going to work with you as much as possible, but don't expect like the universe from them. Like, you know, they they are still a profit making company and they're still going to try to, you know, make the most out of it as they can.
1: The the fact that you can cancel without any fees honestly is a big thing. Like that, 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 or move around without any like change fees or anything like that is huge. The other one that I want to throw in there as well is if you had any dining reservations, those are also not Like scrubbed. And so, if you do not cancel them, you are on the hook for
0: those no show fees. So, that's. And and you can cancel those 24 hours in advance. I was going to say, you can cancel 24 hours. Let's say you had a dining reservation the day of, and we're going to get to this, the resort happens to close. They're going to work with you on that. So there's oh, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of things there. So a lot of people don't realize this, Matt. But I was actually down in Walt Disney World during a hurricane. I've been I've been through this experience. Have I told you that? I feel like
1: I remember you telling me this. Yeah. So
0: I so I have firsthand knowledge of what happens in the parks. I was down there during Hurricane Matthew. So I want to get into a little bit of that. But before we kind of get into it, Disney Walt Disney World doesn't close a whole lot. Like they, they they've only closed. Six times in their history, five of which are for hurricanes. One was for September 11th, 2001. They closed on September 15th, 1989 for Hurricane Floyd. September 4th and 5th, 2004 for Hurricane Francis. September 25th, 2004. So not too much la- later after that for Hurricane Jean. October 7th, 2016 for Hurricane Matthew. That's the one I was down there for. And then September 17th, Hurricane, um, or September 2017 for Hurricane Irma. So if Walt Disney World does close for this hurricane, um, it would only be the sixth time in their history of doing it, and the first time since 2017.
1: Well, and that's and to give you, you know, everyone the, you know, hurricane knowledge that I have, the very limited knowledge that I have, is because Orlando is central Florida. And so yes. once the hurricane, you know, hits land, it it dies very quickly. Hurricanes need the the water to uh, you know, get bigger and stronger. Once it makes landfall, usually what central Florida gets is the a lot of rain, maybe some high winds, but they're not getting pummeled like no. uh, Naples
0: or something on the coast is. Yeah. So when I was down there for Hurricane Matthew, so September se- or October 7th that year, I want to say was I want to look this up. I want to say it was a it was a, a Friday. Give me one second here. I just want to look at that. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, no worries. Right. I'm trying to find it here. Oh all right let's
1: see here well and while you're looking that up the the other thing when we say disney closes you know these are not elongated closings i mean when we when they close for the
0: pandemic that was unheard of oh yeah yeah I, I wasn't even including the pandemic when i say closing i mean like literally like a day or two yeah exactly so, so, like it's a day or two yeah so october 7th 2016 was a um it looked like it was a Saturday. You know what I put I actually put 2017. I want to look at 2016. Because I didn't think it was a Saturday. October. Okay, October 7th, 2016 was a Friday. So we we knew the hurricane was approaching all that week. On Thursday evening, so we got notified very early morning on Thursday. We had a park day that day that the the parks would be closing. Early on October 6th in preparation. So basically the parks were going to close around 5 p.m. on October 6th and then stay closed on October 7th and then reopen on October 8th as long as everything was cleared up. Now, my mom and I, we were staying at All Star Sports. I want to say we were at the sports resorts. Which, again, if you've ever stayed in All Star property, you know those things are cinder blocks. So you're you're good. You know they they said stay away from the windows just to be safe. But like, realize realize when when people were built
1: building these things, they knew that hurricanes existed. Like this is exactly. not like a like they plopped
0: Disney World in the middle of this and went what What's hurricanes? Hurricane? What are these? <laughs> <laughs> um. So so. We were notified up front. And so my mom and I said, okay, you know what? We're going to enjoy it, enjoy the day at Magic Kingdom for the half of the day. Now, here's the thing that made this really interesting. People were jettisoning. Like, I, I knew this was coming early enough in advance. So I decided to go ahead and extend our trip through. Um, we were supposed to leave on Friday. So I decided to extend our trip. Um, or maybe we're supposed to leave on Saturday. So I extended our trip through Sunday, right? So I got a, I, I was able to do all that up front and in advance before they made the announcement about the closures. Because the second they made the announcement about the closures, man, I will tell you, those lines to the concierge and the calling the airlines, it just blew up. But I was able to do all that. But anyway, so my mom and I went to Magic Kingdom, and we knew they were closing at 5 o'clock. I will tell you, <laughs> There is nothing more surreal than hearing the announcer come on the overhead all at Magic Kingdom saying riders right, about an hour before a close as a reminder the Magic Kingdom Park will be closing today at 5 p.m. due to incoming inclement weather. Like that's how they said it. Like it was like surreal and there was no one in the park, man. Like no one was there. Oh, we yeah. Got, it was like literally like walk on everything that That's day <laughs> it was it was, but we knew we were going back to the resort that night, and then all day Friday, there'd be nothing, nothing was open you had basically you were under a quarantine, you had to stay in your room um like that night they were they had prepared meals. They were boxed lunches that you could buy that were basically sandwiches, chips, and like fruit or a snack and a drink. You could buy them for like ten bucks a box or something like that to have in your room all day Friday.
1: That's nice. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like they had to have figured out a, a, a like a way to feed you. And again, I, 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 you know, the some people say, well, it's still Disney trying to make money. It's like, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they are. But you know what? For ten bucks a box though, that's that's nothing. I mean, what else are you gonna do? So I mean we just loaded up on snacks and and, yeah, and got I mean, a that's, couple of those and
1: you 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 usually the, the nice thing about hurricanes is hurricanes don't usually come out of nowhere. It's not True. like, wait, where did this hurricane come from? Like you know it's coming, so you can kind of prepare. And you know, I, I was reading some blogs of people and some other people that that had had been in Disney in a hurricane, they're like, Yeah, like you said, we made a day out of it. We still had fun. <laughs> was it yep. Was it, you know, going to the parks and everything? No, but we sat around and watched some TV. Yep. We got, we rested a little bit. You know, we, we were still at Disney and that was still better than being at home. So and
0: it's it's one of those things where it's like, you're, they make you feel as safe as possible. And you are. I mean, honestly, if you're going to be in a hurricane in Orlando, Florida, the safest place to be is Walt Disney World. Like, that's kind of how I feel about that. I'm curious to know about some of the myths that you read. And, and I want to see if I can if I if I can dispel any of those. Yeah. The,
1: the, the castle was a big one. Yeah. Um, and really just in general, like there's this uh, there's this myth that everything can, like, come down.
0: Mm-hmm. And Disney,
1: you know, it's it's all like they like they hit a button and and everything folds up. And it's like no.
0: <laughs> that is no. so far from the truth. I will tell you though what you do see uh that morning Thursday as we were heading out to the parks, there were more cast members than normal out. Like it's like they went all hands on deck, which is what they usually do all hands on deck prior to the arrival of the hurricane to, to batten down the hatches, basically, just like you would, if it was your own house, they take all of the outdoor furniture and they, they strap it up. They take all the umbrellas down and they put them in storage. They put all the, they, they basically lock everything down that could be, that could fly away. They've got a whole checklist of things that they do. And then at that point, once everything's the reason, one of the reasons why they close down is so they can get as many of their cast members, home as possible to be safe. And then there's basically, um, and I read this in Lee Cockrell's book, Creating Disney Magic. He was the vice president of Walt Disney World Resort back during the 2000s, during 9-11, during one of the first hurricanes. And he said that there is an entire team dedicated to riding out the hurricane while at the resort. And and they're there the whole time. They've, they, they understand the procedure. They got a whole like task list of procedures that they do during a hurricane.
1: Well, and I want to say too, no, this was not at all resorts, but at some of the resorts during Irma, there were some cast members coming out in, uh, in, you know, dressed as characters. There were, there were some character meet and greets. Now, again, that was not at every resort. Um, But for, for some, it was this, you know, they made an experience out of it. It wasn't just, all right, you know, ride it out and hopefully you make it that they really tried to make it a Disney experience.
0: I think the first priority is safety, making sure everybody stays safe. Right. That includes guests and cast members. Once the danger goes away, um, at least for for Matthew, so the danger was pretty much right around two or three o'clock, it, it became clear that we were we were out of the danger zone. Yeah, there was rain, yeah, it was damp. Um, The cold front had come through. It was no longer humid, which was really interesting. So that night, it was like, okay, they're not going to open the parks up for half a day. They don't have the the logistics for that. But what could they do? Well, they had stuff at the resorts, and then they made the decision to open Disney Springs. So Disney Springs would open, I think they opened it up around 4 or 5 o'clock. They weren't taking reservations or anything. It was just kind of select areas of Disney Springs were reopening. And so... That's what everybody did on property. The buses started moving people over around three thirty, four 4 o'clock. Disney Springs was the place to be um, after Hurricane Matthew. And again, there were restaurants open. It, it was okay. I mean, That was my first taste of Disney Springs. And I remember thinking, eh, now it's awesome. I love Disney oh, yeah. Springs now. But the, that at the time, it was only like, <clears throat> like we went to the, the World of Coca-Cola store and, oh, yeah. and things like that. But it was nice to get out of the room after 24 hours of being in the room. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I think first priority is safety. Then it's, then it's, you know, okay, what can we do to entertain people? And then they would bring cast members in. Like you said that we'd have, we'd have uh, characters. um, I think they'd have like drawing, they'd have different contests, just things to keep people, especially the kids entertained. Yeah. The adults could handle it, but the kids, you know, they get bored easily. Exactly. Exactly. And then
1: really, you know, I was looking at, you know, Damage okay. What damage has been done to Disney? Honestly, most of what I saw was just like there's a lot of debris around and some trees fell down. Like, that's mm-hmm. really all that yeah. happens. I mean, because even like something like the Animal Kingdom tree, when that was built in '98, it specifically is built to withstand some hugely high number. I want to say Cinderella's castle is like 90 miles an hour. I want to say the, the, the. Um, the animal kingdom trees like triple digits, like it would have to be an an absolute storm of the ages in order yeah. for that tree to have any kind of damage sustained to well, it.
0: Well, And that thing, and that thing's literally an oil rig. I mean, people don't realize that the, the, the infrastructure of the animal kingdom tree of life is an oil rig. It is not you. a
1: real, it is it not, is not, a, not real a real tree. tree. No, <laughs>
0: not at all. So, but y- So that's kind of the second part. So safety first, start to entertain the guests, and then the cast members come back in to make a determination, okay, are we going to reopen? When do we reopen? And is it safe? Is everything ready to go? Because they don't want to sacrifice the Disney brand. So obviously every circumstance is different. There was one of the hurricanes in there where they were closed for two days, but most of the time they're closed for just that one day. So in the case of Matthew, they were closed on the 7th. They reopened on the 8th. Now, here is where if you're down there during the hurricane, yeah, it sucks. It absolutely sucks that one of your days is ruined by the hurricane. But that following day, I cannot express to you how amazing that following day is for two reasons. Florida with no humidity at all because the hurricane wiped it out. What? it's like it, i'm telling you man that day that saturday when we went back to the magic kingdom i actually went it was it was a half a day mom mom stayed behind she didn't want to go to the park so she stayed at the pools it was a half a day because we were leaving that day i said i'm going to go to the magic kingdom i want to be there for opening ceremony i want to see the park one more time i was going to be there for about five hours there was not a drip of humidity in the air because matthew had soaked it all it was gone oh, i mean it was it there was sense, no humidity but, but more importantly, nobody. In the park on a Saturday, my last trip, I walked on everything because everybody who had planned a trip decided to cancel, and a lot of the other people got out of Dodge. So you only had this select group of people. Now, mind you, I was lucky enough as a cast member to just go whenever I wanted to go. But even if you have that extra ticket, that day in the Magic Kingdom, was what I considered the perfect day because it was, there was nobody. I was able to walk right up to the castle show. I was able to walk on every ride, character meet and greets. It was the perfect day. It was, it was almost like one of those days, like you envision what Walt Disney world should be from the commercials. That's what it was. That's what it was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you
0: can, you can ride the Tinker, the Tinker, the Tinkerbell or with Alice, you know, like it's just, it's, it was a perfect day.
1: Yeah, I that that is something I mean, don't get me wrong, I I'm definitely not trying do not do not take away from this podcast that you should try to plan your Disney trip no. around a
0: hurricane. <laughs> like No, no, no. Like
1: this is one of those uh, you know, make make lemon make lemonade out of lemons if it happens. But uh but yeah, I mean that's that is like the That's what you want. I mean, even I'm I'm even right now, you know, as September is wrapping up, I've seen a lot of things, stuff from December or September of people. Excuse me. My goodness. I'm having trouble talking that are they're like, there's just nobody here. And so when you go on these off times, it's. It can be so great. And this is the off the office of off times where there's just nobody there and yeah, I mean, I can't imagine just walking on every ride, like not having to get around crowds on main street, uh, like being able to spend a little bit more time at your character meet and greet because you don't have a lineup of 20 people behind you. And I, it just, that just sounds unheard of,
0: right? It sounds absolutely amazing when you think about it. It's funny. My brother, um, when I was down there, my brother was working for WWJ News Radio 950 out of Detroit, and so he got to he got me on air to do an interview with them, talking about the local story about Ryan's brother being down there. And, and I remember reporting because I was in the Magic Kingdom uh, about an hour and a half before it was set to close, and I was telling them what was going on. And there was a little bit of wind, but again, th- that eeriness of that that the announcer just coming over overhead to to tell us hey, the Magic Kingdom is closing today at 5 o'clock due to incoming, inclement weather. There was something eerie about it. And then I remember going back to the resort that night and, you know, before before it got too bad and just kind of sitting outside and looking at the clouds and look like knowing that the hurricane would be there within 24 hours. There is something eerie about it, and I definitely don't recommend doing it. But if you are – I think the biggest takeaway I want everyone to have is if you are caught, if you're listening to this right now and you're in Walt Disney World and you're like, I don't, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm scared. Just know Disney's been through this a half dozen times. They know what they're doing and they do it really well. And and it, there's no safer place to be in Orlando than at Walt Disney World during a hurricane.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like Disney has this all figured out. The fact that they have a specific hurricane team, so to speak, Uh does not surprise me because that's the other thing that if if you're down there during a hurricane, it can be stressful. But remember also that the cast members who are down there, they also are stressed out because their homes are down there. Their families are down there like realize that, yes, you're you're trying to get home. You're trying to uh, you're stressed out, but
0: also they're stressed out as well. Yeah, be, be kind, be kind. Like you know, be choose the good, as as my friend Lou Mangello likes to say. Choose the good and understand that they're just as nervous and probably maybe even more anxious than you are, because again, like you said, they've got their their family to think about. They've got, you know, but you said it earlier, Matt. Like Orlando is Central Florida. So like it is Central Florida, while it, it can be in the path of a hurricane, it's never gonna have the the impact of what you know, a coastal city might get from the hurricane, you know?
1: Yeah, hurricanes die pretty quickly when they get when they make landfall. Um because Florida's not that wide of a state. And mm-hmm. it's still by the time it gets to Central Florida, it's now I mean this wouldn't be like I still want to go stand outside and enjoy the nice rain shower, but you're also not getting the high levels of destruction that some of these hurricanes are getting. Um uh, so are are you are you still kind of like keeping an eye on it. See if you can <laughs> like, see if you can get down there. What's, what's kind of your, this is going to be a,
0: this is going to be a fabulous episode to look back on and, and see how, how it actually played out. So, okay. Looking at the storm prediction model. So right now the two o'clock model, the Eastern one just came out. The five o'clocks, is the big one. So I've still got a couple more days before I have to make the call. Uh, as of right now, the trip is still on. My flight is supposed to fly in Thursday, afternoon now as of right now there are two predictions for how this model is supposed to go model one which is the european model has this thing shifting to the east and basically hitting orlando dead on like the the cone would be right there but that would happen tuesday or wednesday if that happens flying out thursday night i might be okay obviously it depends on how cancellations and delays work with all the airlines right that's a that's a big thing The second model, they call it the GFS model, I think is what they call it. That has it tracking more north-northwest, kind of in between Mobile and Jacksonville. But the cone of uncertainty still has effects hitting Orlando. But it has it hitting later and stronger. So it would, or sorry, later and weaker. So the first model has it hitting Tuesday, Wednesday, really strong, Category 4, but it's over with by Wednesday night. The other model has it hitting more north, weaker as a Category 1, um, but later, like Thursday, Friday. So if the first model holds, which is the one that the 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 W-E-H, WESH, WESH, uh, the people in Orlando are kind of thinking, I might be okay. If the later model hits, I still might be okay, but the flights are going to be crazier because it's hitting later. So Right now, United has sent me a, a, a warning message saying, hey, FYI, your flight may be impacted by Hurricane Ian. Stay tuned. Um, I'm waiting for the people who are supposed to go on this um, trip with me to kind of determine whether or not, you know, like, because everyone's kind of flying in at different times. So I, I don't know. I, I think it, it's Sunday. We're recording this Sunday. It's about 2.30 central time. Uh, I probably won't have to make a call until Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday, to be honest with you. Yeah, and by that nice point, you, we have will... more
1: t- you have time to, to yeah. get that information out there.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's the
1: nice thing in general with planning a vacation around a hurricane like this is you have some time, especially if you're planning a Disney vacation. And I'm sure like places like Universal SeaWorld and other yep. places like that are, are very similar. Um, that you have some time, you got some time to kind of wiggle room with it. And like you said, even if something is not in an official policy, so to speak, they'll work with you. They like, it, it, like the, they'll figure out a solution for you, so you can make sure that you are safe and that you're still getting a great vacation. And uh, yeah, that's 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 really awesome.
0: Now, on a serious note, I do want to say this: we've been talking about how hurricanes affect Disney because we are a Disney podcast on a serious note, Matt and I, I think I can speak for Matt. For those of you who are in the path of the hurricane, I want to be very clear. Please follow the guidance of your local governments, you know, of the people who are trying to keep you safe. And, and Matt and I both, you know, you're, you're in our thoughts, you're in our prayers, you know, hurricanes are nothing to be played with, especially when they're this severe. So, you know, you from, from the beers and ears, if you are in that area, um, just know we are thinking about you, and, and we're praying for safety and praying that there's no no casualties, no injuries, anything. I mean, Matt, anything you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're 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 hoping that this just again in some miracle fizzles out, or you know, hurricanes do that all the time, where you know they they hit and then they fizzle out, and it doesn't come as bad as what it was. You know, we're we're hoping. Obviously, if you are a Floridian. You probably this this probably is similar to what like tornadoes are to us, I assume. <laughs> Except tornadoes um, come
0: up like uh, uh, like really quickly <laughs> where yeah, hurricanes, well, you get a little you get a little bit of get a little bit of knowledge up front.
1: Well, and I will say that I am a Midwest true Midwestern. I grew up in the Midwest, born and raised in the Midwest. I've never like like towns adjacent to me or around me have had hurricanes or hurricanes, tornadoes. I have never experienced a tornado, so it's not as like commonplace mm-hmm. as what a what a hurricane would be in Florida. Better knock um, on some
0: wood, there, buddy. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm um, I'm I'm not worried. I I'm I'm not concerned. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we we you know, weather is you know weather is not something you want to mess with. So, yeah. um, you know, we we have a little bit of time here, so I want to ask: Have you? Caught any of Andor? Caught the first three episodes yet?
0: I have been so busy playing Disney Dreamlight Valley that I have not. <laughs> no, I, I, I have been, I have been so invested in Dreamlight Valley that um I've kind of ignored Disney Plus a little bit. I really do need to watch it. I've, I've heard some good things. I've heard some good things about Andor. I've heard some horrible things about She-Hulk. See, so, so She-Hulk. Okay, I let me say, I really like She-Hulk. Okay.
1: And because, so the here's the reason, here's the reason why, uh, and I don't know who you're talking to, but. Just the, online. Just, just online. Okay. First of all, let's call it like it is. It's a female protagonist and is a strong female protagonist. Fair enough. The internet hates that. Yeah. Why right. why would I want a woman to, to be successful ever? Um, so that's part of the reason why people don't like it. And then it is a different type of show. She breaks the fourth wall. Um, mm. It's, it's a it's a comedy it's okay. um a little more yes there's an overarching episode you know overarching narrative but each episode has its own like it, it because it's a lawyer show each episode has a case of the week and so you okay. know we're we're we've, we're hmm. doing this case and we're doing this case and we're doing you know this this okay, last let one let me ask
0: you let me ask you this yeah if i decide to watch it I can go into it one of two ways and I need you to tell me which way is the better way to go into it. Do I go into it with the assumption that there's going to be limited connection to the Marvel universe and just watch it for what it is? Or do I go into it looking for a way that it fits into Marvel phase four or five? It, it's, uh,
1: as of right now, it very much is like fitting into the Marvel universe. There's a huge Shang Chi reference, huge okay. Shang Chi reference. Okay. Like, um, uh, well, I mean, it, this isn't like really spoilerly. We know he's in a big part of Shang Chi is when he's in that underground fighting ring. Wong yeah. is fighting Abomination. Okay. And one of the cases of the week is her having to, uh, uh, represent Emil Blonsky, Abomination. Okay. okay. That's a pretty big plot point. So, what that also does is it grounds it in like a, oh, that's happening as this storyline is happening. Okay. Um, And then it also, there's a case of uh, uh, there's a a being in New Asgard. And so it references this idea that New Asgard is here. Um, and, and they are within so It's kind arc. of
0: a little bit of, a little bit, of, a little bit of both. Like I can go into it and appreciate it for each arc that it is for each story that it is, but also can see the different connection points at various points.
1: Yes. So it, it okay. does a nice job of connecting it to the greater MCU without, um, without detracting from the
0: show. I it, think I've just got to pull myself off of. I think this is the direction that Marvel is heading with these shows is that they are their own little independent story arcs, but they will have some breadcrumbs that lead back to the bigger, the bigger, overall universe but even then like the bigger overall universe is not like the bigger overall universe it was for phase three it's not there's not some overarching where everything's got to connect all the time it's going to become impossible to do that yeah and And so i've got to kind of go in with those expectations where i'm wondering if maybe that's why people are having problems with this
1: well because i will say that moon knight and ms marvel there were like very little connections where they Mm -hmm. were their really own standalone story this does a nice job and and it's also like following this woman in her 30s uh, dating life. So she's trying to She's okay. single and she wants to find someone to date. But it's now that she Hulk, that's probably why the
0: Internet probably hates this. Is and exactly so, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, the Internet hates it because it's 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 a woman sexist. superhero. Yes. Um, is sometimes the CGI a little bit wonky? yeah yeah okay um you just get, the, i don't know it's not like
0: doesn't have the budget of uh of of, of in-game
1: <laughs> i don't know. It just it just is what it is um okay. and then the 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 other thing that was blown up on the internet was uh so there's there's a episode where the the uh she twerks or, right yeah yeah she talks yes. with megan the stallion okay, okay. The, that whole episode is freaking hilarious like if okay. you, that yes that's the end credit scene but that's also hilarious where it's this is Megan the, the, the whole,
0: Stallion a character from the MCU? No, she is an actual real
1: person. Like, if I don't you know google Megan the Stallion, uh, she is a like she is a pop artist. Uh, Megan like, the
0: Stallion, never heard Meghan,
1: of Megan the Stallion.
0: Oh, the T H E, yes. not just yes. the Stallion, the Stallion. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, like, I don't know Like the end
1: credit scene is basically her and Jennifer Walters' office being like, "You're much cooler than my last lawyer." And like her boss comes up and like they're twerking and dancing, and he just kind of <laughs> walks away. And it's
0: oh, it's god funny. forbid, god like, forbid.
1: I I, 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 if and because the episodes are like twenty three minutes long, it's this kind of short quick you know so that's like a, a sitcom thing. almost it's a sitcom yeah that's okay. exactly what it is
0: it's tell me there's a laugh track is there a laugh track
1: there's not a laugh track, <laughs> no. No. There have been a laugh track. no there's not a, there's also a freaking hilarious I'm, I'm gonna spoil this one for you all right
0: um, all right.
1: um so the first episode like uh, mark ruffalo stars as uh bruce banner yeah, yeah. Um, in his hulk form and episode two at the end he's talking to her on the phone and she's saying, hey, Bruce, you know, I'm going to support, I'm going to represent Emil Blonsky. I really feel like this guy's innocent, blah, 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 blah. And she's kind of like looking for his blessing because obviously from the, from his movie, that was not, he was a person he was an adversary with. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically Bruce is kind of like, oh no, it's water under the bridge. I was, I, I was, I was literally a different person. And <laughs> you just see Jen looking to the camera. I'm like, oh, that's oh, a oh, clap, oh, clap, oh,
0: MCU. gosh. I have to I okay, I'm going to have to check this one out. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I right. think this All one right. I think this one you you would you would enjoy. Right. I'm All trying right. to get my on wife this quiet.
0: topic. We got on this topic because of Andor. So it sounds like Andor's doing pretty good.
1: Andor's another one
0: similar to what the
1: Mandalorian is. There's no Jedi. It's looking at what the lives of these these people are at this at and this, this is a
0: this is a prequel leading up to Rogue One,
1: right? So it's basically how Cassian Andor, you know, when we see him in Rogue One, he is ingrained in this Resistance yeah, yeah. spy network. When we meet him here, he is not ingrained in the spy network, okay. and so it's kind of how he becomes. And I will say, Disney, Disney, Disney. I, I know you clearly listen listened to our podcast. You, you ever seen all-
0: the, you ever you ever seen the Listen, Linda, Listen, Linda, Listen, meme? <laughs> You ever you ever seen that? I have
1: no idea what you're talking about, okay. but I, I love you, you it. You need
0: you need to look it up. It's the Linda Linda Listen meme because listen Disney, Liz, 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 listen Disney, Disney Disney Listen Listen. That's kind of what you're doing.
1: You hit it out of the park with releasing three episodes right away, and they're awesome. like 40 minute episodes. And so what I loved about it is I didn't watch them all three right like boom boom boom. I watched one one day, and then I watched one the next day, and then I watched one the next day. Okay. And my least favorite thing about these shows, and, and this is She Hulk, this is Ms. Marvel, this is all these ones that just release one episode. It gets hyped up two weeks and it's here one week and it's here in just three days. It's here in two days. It's here. It premieres tomorrow. Mark your calendar. Stay up late. Oh my gosh. And then you watch it. And then in like 20 to 40 minutes, it's like, all right, now you got to wait till next week. It's like, you spent all this time hyping me up for this and now it's done. Whereas this, I got hyped. You got me excited. And then I got three
0: real episodes. Sur- to- Sur- Survivor does that. where But the thing that's good about it, because I'm a huge Survivor fan. So Survivor debuted this week. And they hype you up. They hype you up. But the thing that Survivor does, it's not necessarily three episodes in a row, but it's a two-hour premiere. And so yes. you feel like you get more from it. Versus just that one premiere, one hour premiere up front. Chicago Med, which is the show that Nate's on as a background extra, it wasn't like that. It was like forty minutes and done. It was like, "What is this? Like, come on! I want to see more, you know? Yeah, I want more. So, yeah, I want to see more." But no, I agree, and I feel like Disney's done that with a couple of their shows. They did, they did that it with, with Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, Hawkeye. They did it with- didn't they do it with Falcon too? I want me. That I know they did it with with Wandavision. There were like the yes. first two episodes or first three episodes were released, and I think the reason why they did it there, and this is probably how they discovered that it's useful with Wandavision. They knew that first episode was going to be a little weird, and so yeah. they wanted to they wanted to bring people into it a little bit more, and it made total sense
1: yeah well and i want to say andor is like a long series like it's got a lot of episodes to it hmm, um, so that's part of it but like i mean a example would be she hulk like they should release the first two episodes of she hulk uh before like at right at the outset and they didn't and I'm, I'm again people smarter than i are doing that but just from a fan standpoint it just I, you get so hyped and then it's like oh Oh, it's all yeah. done. Whereas this, I, th- I got yeah. so hyped, and then I was able to kind of spread it out. And I think even had I binged it all, it would have felt like, okay.
0: Disney, I have got a suggestion for you. Since we know this works in Disney Plus World, let's carry this over to the parks. Meaning, you wait in line for an hour for an attraction. You should get to write it twice in a row. That, that's how that should work. So you're in line for an attraction. You don't just get to ride it once. You just go around a second time and, and feel like it paid off because you know that feeling when you're waiting in line and you're in line for an hour and then like three minutes later, the attraction's over with, if you get it twice in a row, you feel like you got your money's worth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm de- <laughs> I've definitely done that on the people mover.
0: <laughs> ah, the pe- yeah. You could just sit there and nap and just kind of give the guy a, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. It's I'm uh, a really, yeah, is okay. ride, ride that I've done that you can kind of do. I mean, honestly you can do that in the Skyliner too. You don't oh, have yeah. to get off at the Skyliner. You can just keep going round and round at the the monorail. Keep doing on the monorail if you want the Ferry boat, well, ferry boats, you actually got to get off, but, but yeah, the monorail and the uh, Skyliner, you can pretty much stay on as much as you want. So, hmm. Well, I think this was a fun episode.
1: Yeah, something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, so uh, d- this week's a big week because we all know what debuts next Saturday. Hocus Pocus Two.
1: Oh, Hocus Pocus! I was like, "What debut Ho- next?" Saturday? Hocus
0: Pocus Two comes out. So uh, by the time that you we're talking to you, Hocus Pocus Two will have been out. I don't think we're doing the Hocus Pocus Two review next week. I think it's the week after that. What do we even have on the schedule? Our, our next schedule's
1: week? all over the place. It, well, <laughs> yeah, I can't
0: even necessarily look at our calendar anymore because it's like, what are we doing? Let's see what we're supposed. To, let's see what we're supposed to record next week. Yeah, um, we were
1: supposed to do Dreamlight Valley this week. We did it last week. Oh,
0: the this is oh. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The Court of Disney Redemption. The Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Haunted Mansion. Oh, yes. So that is, we were going to try to bring someone on. I think we're going to try to bring Chris on, aren't we?
1: Oh, I I maybe should talk to him about that. Yeah,
0: probably helpful. So (laughs) anyway, well, uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, Matt, how do they do that?
1: You can email us beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram at beersandears 1928 SorcererNetwork.com, as Casey mentioned, for all your needs. Uh, and then um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars, five stars. Uh, we had a, someone this w- uh, this week. I learned they found our podcast organically, and that is thanks to your. I love it. Rating and reviewing like that. I that's love it. What that that's what that is so um so thank you everyone for that um yeah absolutely um also plug twitch streaming uh twitch.tv slash sorcerer i'm gonna be doing some dreamlight valley on there um and a slew of other games because i have so many interests
0: trying to see if we got any extra if we got any new reviews on here real quick let's see here uh we are currently rated a 4.8 Review, so yeah, that's because, exciting. That
1: one three star that didn't like how loud our music. Was.
0: How loud our music was. Yes, that was that was the review. I can't see. I can't seem to find my reviews right now. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and raise our glasses. Uh, this is my uh, Circle K Polar Pop that I'm drinking right now. <laughs> this is the sweet glass that I got as a groomsmen
1: gift. So, there you yeah. go.
0: All right. Well, anyway, let's raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. We will see you again real soon and be safe for all those who are in the hurricane path. Bye, Bye, everyone.
1: Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.